0: Hello, and you're listening to What the Dev. I'm today's host, Christina Cardoza, news editor of SC Times. And joining us today is Steve Pereira, founder and CEO of Visible. Welcome, Steve. Great to have you.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure.
0: So last time we spoke was at our virtual VSM DevCon in July, which, by the way, I'm not sure if you heard yet, we just announced the next VSM DevCon is going to take place in March um, 10th, 2021. So I hope all of our listeners will register. But Steve, at the last conference, you talked about value stream mapping 101. So I wanted to start off for some of our listeners who haven't had the chance to listen to your talk yet with really a definition of what is value stream and why it's important, why our listeners should you know go down this value stream mapping path.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, really what it boils down to for me is, uh, there's a lot of parallel between a value stream and a process. You know, the The real differentiator for me and the reason why value stream is kind of a, uh, a useful label is this focus on value right and this focus on a stream. And I think you know when we talk about processes, a lot of people will recoil uh, automatically and think of the you know the worst, most bureaucratic, most frictionful uh, painful process in their life and they just don't wanna think about it, right? Um, and it, it, in contrast, the value stream is really about providing value, getting value, um, building it, enhancing it, and that's a much more positive frame, I find. And you know, the stream aspect of it really speaks to the continuous nature of this activity. You know, we're doing, uh, we're doing business, we're creating value continuously, or we should be. And so the focus on this uh, sustainability aspect of it the the focus on value on customers uh, really puts us in the right mindset for thinking about how we do our work and how we uh, create and deliver value. And that to me uh, really starts valuable conversations at the end of the day in a way that process really doesn't. And to really get into the nuts and bolts of what we're talking about here, uh, a value stream is really a, a sequence of activities that are Uh, creating or enhancing value in an organization. And uh, the way that we sort of go about working with them is through mapping and management. Uh, The mapping aspect is really for visibility and measurement um, purposes, right? What we want to do is see the value stream, see how it's performing and then make decisions on how we can improve that, how we can enhance it. And the management aspect is something that's a little bit newer um, but in the software world, you know, it's really focused on how do we uh, maintain and improve our performance over time? Because we're, we're not doing any of these activities once anymore. Everything is continuous, right? So how do you make sure that you reach a level of performance that you can sustain over a long term and continuously enhance?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up um, value stream mapping and management, because I feel like when people go sort of start talking about value streams, there's a lot of terms thrown out there, value stream analysis, value stream mapping, value stream management. And I'm not sure if listeners or people in the industry really understand that value stream mapping and value stream management are two different parts, but you need both in order to successfully go down this value stream path, you would say?
1: Absolutely, and I think that a lot of organizations are gonna be tempted to jump straight into management because there's a lot of, velocity behind the automation in place, the tool vendors in place. There's a, re- a lot of really great companies that have created value stream management um, systems and platforms and, and capabilities. But really to get started, what you want to know is, what's happening right now? You know, Before we start plugging things in, making big investments, looking six, 12, 18 months into the future, to when we'll have everything plugged in and giving us data on a management perspective, um, a mapping activity, I target two hours to, to generate a map, right? So if you're looking at the ROI between those two, you know they really pair well together because if you start with a map, it's a really sort of cheap, uh, effective, and efficient activity that you can perform right now that will set you up for management in the future by giving you that, picture of what's going on, where your key bottlenecks are right now, where to be paying attention while you work towards management, while you work towards spinning up a platform for data collection, a platform for visibility, um, integration. There's a lot of different ways you can go. And uh you know if you're being held back by this complexity of choosing a tool and getting it stood up. You're not realizing the benefits that you could have right now, which is, you know, between now and next week, you could perform a mapping exercise. That's going to highlight three major opportunities that might shave 20% off of your week in terms of time that's wasted time. That's being spent in uh, handoffs between departments, uh, friction in your process. There's all kinds of benefits and Opportunities that are waiting for every team uh, who hasn't done a mapping exercise, and the moment you do it, it just pops out at you. Mm-hmm.
0: So, how do you get started mapping your value streams? You know, what sort of information goes into the map, and where do you find that information?
1: Yeah, I would say that you know the the most valuable prerequisite, and the most I, I would say essential is a degree of psychological safety and an openness uh, because what we're really doing when we uh, define a value stream map, what we're looking at is reality, right? Reality is not always pretty. It's not always, you know, the best case scenario. Oftentimes what we're doing, the reason we're doing this is to highlight opportunities and risks um, that could reveal that we haven't been doing things extremely well. Uh, it can reveal that things aren't as great as uh, uh, we might hope. And so you have to sort of prepare uh, the psychological safety of the participants, the teams involved. And I think strong facilitation is really important for that, to lay the groundwork and say, uh, you know, we're not perfect right now. That's why we're doing this, right? We want to see what's going on so that we can improve. And this is in the effort, this is in the, Uh, let's say the direction of continuous improvement. This is so that we can improve. We have to know how we're performing right now. Uh, But once you've sort of cleared that hurdle and and laid the groundwork of, you know, we want to do this and and we are open to whatever the data reveals and and whatever the picture really looks like, uh, because we want to get better. The next step is really to walk through the process. And, And we virtually do this in software, you know, you can't be walking a factory floor. So we do this sort of um, virtually uh, through a collection of individuals who have different perspectives on what's going on. So you want leadership in there, you want individual contributors, uh, people from product, people from success, uh, really anyone who's uh, contributing to the value stream or affected by it or involved in some way. Uh, The more perspectives, the better, until you hit a cap of about 15 people. Then, there's too many chefs in the kitchen uh, after a certain point. Uh, the good news is you, bu- you can bump that up a little bit by going virtual. You can have a bunch of people who uh, can sort of sit in the room virtually and uh, you know, they might not be participating but uh, they're getting the benefit of this visibility and they're getting the benefit of being included. And I think that's very valuable. So online tools, you know, I, I use like an online whiteboard tool like Mural or Miro. And uh, it's incredibly valuable for value stream mapping. It it doesn't have to get any more complicated than that. But together, what we do is we walk the steps of the process and then we look for different perspectives on how long each of those steps take. Uh, And also the delays between steps. And those measurements of time uh, are really the starting point to kind of revealing those key opportunities and risks. And you can go beyond that to measure all kinds of different levels of detail, but I would say those are the essentials and that's where you're really gonna see things pop out that are uh, incredibly valuable to look at further.
0: Now, where are you seeing teams or organizations get it wrong? Do you have any advice or any you know common patterns that developers and teams can stay away from?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is uh there's a lot there, but I would say that the main ones are uh, going too heavy with the practice of value stream mapping. You know, I think we have to look at ROI with everything that we do, right. If we're looking at blocking out a week to do this um, by, you know, the third day I find even by the third hour of doing something like value stream mapping, people's eyes start to glaze over and they're out, you know, it's, it's, it's too much work. It's really not, uh, you know, a walk in the park. It's a highly collaborative, highly energetic activity. It's it's uh, it's team building as much as it is uh, data collection and analysis and, and visualization. Right? Um, we are we are coming together as a team, and we are sharing different perspectives. That can be really kind of taxing. And 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 at the end of it, you know, we're a stronger team, but we're also a little bit wiped out. You know, the effort is is considerable. So. Uh, stretching this over the course of a week is a—it's it, a non-starter. You know, you're going to get uh, people who sort of resent the process of all this work we went through, and you know, we're all stressed out now. And uh, what you'll find is that the map can be far too detailed to really give you a high return on investment. Right? There's diminishing returns the more you add steps to the process and detail. Uh, Because really what you're trying to do, the the whole purpose of this exercise is to highlight two to three things that you didn't know before to focus your efforts and your investment uh, in next steps, right? You're, You're trying to clarify your priorities, align everybody's understanding, and we only need a few things out of the exercise to make it truly valuable. So I would say that the most common things are really just spending too much time and effort getting into minute detail, when uh, from a very high level, we're able to see where the main opportunities and risks are without diving so deep and spending so much time and and going into every last detail with a high degree of precision. We don't need precision uh, at an early stage. And and maybe down the road, we might want more precision as we automate, as we get closer to a highly optimized process. certainly when we're starting out there's one or two things that are just like oh man this is like how could we not have seen this and and that's what you want and once you get that you've got enough to go forward right you've got enough to really benefit from the practice and uh, then you can go from there
0: so we talked about value stream mapping 101 what would you say value stream mapping 201 is you know once you understand what it is and you get ready for it and you start doing it where do you go from there how do you continue to map out your value streams?
1: That's a great great question. I would say the 201 uh, is a combination of a few things. Uh, What I always layer on top of a current state map is the, uh, the mapping of capabilities and the future state map. So capabilities are really, let's look at the value stream that we have. What are the capabilities that facilitate our delivery of that value stream, right? So it could be things like automated testing, what's our skill level with automated testing right now? Uh, What is our skill level with uh, provisioning new environments or um, creating code in a microservice architecture, for instance? Uh, If all of these things are allowing us to deliver our current value stream at a high level, uh, we have to make sure that all those requirements are satisfied first before we think of what's next. And so I think this capability aspect of it is truly important to make sure that we're at least keeping the lights on and we can relax in the current state before we start thinking about what's next i think a lot of teams they miss that and and they don't think about what does it take to just make sure that this runs well uh and then once you've got that all laid out which is really a combination of we have someone who owns this capability we have a backup for them so that you know they can go on vacation they can go to training they can they can do whatever they want and the whole thing doesn't fall apart Um, What kind of resources do we have available to support those capabilities? Do we have proper documentation? Do we have a software as a service provider that we're leveraging? Uh, There's all sorts of facets to that. Uh, But once you know what your capabilities are, you're in a good position to map a future state. And you can say, based on the capabilities that we have, what's a realistic future state if we were to work from current state and optimize? And you can also look at an ideal state. You know, what would it be like if it was perfect? And then we can sort of compare and contrast those things and say, okay, well, if we shore up this gap by having this person pair with somebody else, we'd have a backup for that capability. Um, If we were to invest or shift to a software as a service, we could shore up that capability. And this all is in the service of optimizing the value stream, right? Shortening lead times, getting rid of handoffs. Um, Eliminating dependencies on other teams and other departments. So there's a lot we can do in a future state, but it's important to consider what are we capable of of achieving and then what would it take to enhance our capabilities to maximize our odds of delivering a future state that is much more uh, automated and sustainable and scalable.
0: Great. Now, obviously, this is a topic very near and dear to your heart and the company. So, before we end, um, you know, our conversation, I'm curious to know what is the value stream visible approach, and what are customers usually coming to you and the company for?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. It does vary depending on the size of the organization. I think that smaller companies, what they want to know is what's going on. You know, because they're moving really quickly. They've got a lot of people who own different things. Uh, in an informal sense, right? There's people who they're just doing stuff because they, they wanna contribute or you know that's where they have a capability and very little is formalized. So that level of chaos and, and pivoting and um, agility can be frustrating for leadership. It can be frustrating for individual contributors because people get the sense that I don't really know what's going on. And so I, I can't make investments, I can't automate something if I don't know if it's gonna make a difference. Uh, I don't really know what I should be working on. I don't really know where our gaps are and our risks are. So that's really important in in a smaller organization. At a large organization, what they want to do is um, maybe pivot in a new direction. They're very familiar with what's going on. Um, They know where the friction is. They know that they have big challenges in very specific areas, or they suspect that they have opportunities that they want to validate, right? So oftentimes I'll be brought into a company where uh, they hear from the industry, okay, everyone is saying um, microservices, Uh, everyone is saying move to the cloud. What we wanna validate is whether or not that's actually gonna move the needle, right? Because ultimately we're not gonna do something if it's not gonna pay off uh, because that level of maturity means everything has to sort of uh, contribute to the bottom line. And so a value stream mapping exercise for them is about validating and testing hypotheses um, analyzing the data to find out where the real friction is because uh, the larger the organization the more people can be pointing in different directions and saying no no no, it's the problem's over there it's not my department or you know it's it's not this thing it's something else so having a data-driven answer to those questions and getting everybody the same picture of what's going on can really inform a direction going forward and, and give people confidence that, yes, you know we are working on X because uh, we've seen its impact in the value stream. We've been able to measure its impact. And we know that if we cut it in half, it's going to have this result on lead time, it's gonna have this result on the bottom line. Um, and that ability to deliver faster means you can iterate faster, you can learn faster. And you're ultimately improving across the board when you're making those kind of impacts rather than choosing a tool or solution based on Gartner or Forrester's recommendation or somebody who just joined saying, oh, you're doing everything wrong. We should be doing this. Let's look at the data. You know, let's look at the value stream and find out where we're really going to see a return on investment, where we're really going to see results. And that just brings everybody under the same umbrella. And, and we start working together instead of having you know, the best, the, the loudest voice win or, the, or the, you know, the most qualified opinion win, the data will, will uh, decide what we do. And I think that's, uh, that's very liberating. It's, it's also very, uh, let's say, uh, equalizing, which I think is, is where we want to be moving our teams and organizations.
0: Definitely. I agree. I think sometimes it's hard when leadership is telling you to do something that you don't necessarily agree with. So it's nice to have the data there to sort of back you up. But um, unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have today. I know we could probably have an over an hour long conversation just on this aspect of value stream alone. But thank you so much, Steve, again for joining us. Um, to learn more you can head over to events.seetimes.com/value stream devcon and you can listen to Steve's value stream mapping 101 talk from July or you can register for the March 10th 2021 conference or join our VSM DevCon Slack community until next time you've been listening to what the dev